Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. I'm Bruce Fisher, also known as Aloha Bruce. Thanks for tuning in. Got an interesting podcast for you today. We're going to talk about Malama Hawaii and whether or not it's actually resonating with visitors who are coming to the islands as we get through the big show. This podcast is not hosted by a wannabe social media influencer or somebody that doesn't know anything about booking a Hawaii vacation. We're your hosts. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii. We're Hawaii's experts. And you can catch us on the web at hawaii-aloha.com. Or you can just give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. We'd love to hear from you and help you plan your Hawaii vacation. We're 22 years in business and we know how to make this work for you, how to get this vacation done, get the most bang for your buck. You know, I haven't said this in a while, but you can go blind looking at all the choices out there, right? Because there are so many things to click on and ways to research your Hawaii vacation. Now we have ChatGPT or whatever it is, right? So now you just go there. But keep in mind that all of these things are aggregations of things that have already been done or out there, right? So it's still, I think, really important to work with a professional here in the islands. And who's got time to do all that research? We've done it already. We can help you cut to the chase and have a absolutely found fabulous Hawaii vacation. All right. Yeah. Also follow me on Twitter, Facebook. Those are the two main uh, social media uh, verticals we use. And we'd love to hear from you. Write to me. Tell me what's on your mind. Ask questions. And we will always answer and hopefully help you out. All right. Let's get to it because, you know, there's so much talk lately. Almost every day I am seeing another sort of piece about Malama Hawaii, which is this whole concept of protecting Hawaii, being a respectful tourist. And it's been going on now for a good period of time. And I thought I'd talk a little bit about today, uh, about whether or not this is actually resonating with tourism, tourists that come to the islands. I mean, is it resonating with you as you're planning your Hawaii vacation? Has this uh, issue and this idea of Malama Hawaii come up in your mind? Because visiting Hawaii is a dream for most people. You know, we've got beautiful beaches. We have all this stunning scenery. We have this very unique culture. But it's important to remember that Hawaii is just not a tourist destination. It's home to thousands of locals and people that live here, people like me. We we live and work here all year round. And a lot of people that live here, especially Hawaiians, have been expressing their concern about it, and especially people that are concerned about the environment and several communities around here uh, that deal with the environment are concerned about it. And uh, one of the main things that people are concerned about and that we keep hearing about is that some tourists just seem to have lack of respect for the culture and traditions here. And you got to remember that Hawaiians and people that live here are very proud of their culture, very proud of these traditions. And they are asking and we are asking, look, I'm not a Hawaiian. I don't ever pretend to be a Hawaiian. But let, let me just tell you, I'm a resident here. I live here. I've been here for 33 years. So I care about these things just as much as anybody else does. So that's why I talk about it. And that's why I'm an advocate for regenerative tourism. I'm an advocate for Malama Hawaii. I've been out here talking about it since the beginning. So I do get it. And I think that 
in general, I think people are getting it as well. People are learning about the customs and cultures of here. And another thing is that, you know, the environment. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you can do and some of the things that you should remember if you're going to be traveling here. And some of the things that I think that overall can be done to help uh, increase the awareness so that we actually attract more respectful visitors to Hawaii. Another issue is the impact of tourism on the environment. Because we have all these visitors that are coming into Hawaii, it increases and puts a strain on our ecosystems here. Obviously, there's going to be increased pollution. There's increased traffic. There's a damage to natural sites. And it's important that you guys as tourists are mindful of the impact that you're going to have and that you take whatever little steps that you can to kind of cut down on your environmental footprint. That's kind of the best way I can say that. And there's something here that's called a leave no trace principle. And that means respecting the wildlife and natural habitats and supporting eco-friendly businesses. Um, So in general, I think that Hawaiians, people that live here are, are really just asking you to kind of do, keep, keep this place as you would your own home. You know, uh, I'm sure some of you also come from places where you have tourism. Tourism is almost in every place. And I think it's something that we we need to translate across all destinations. So it's important that you do that. Here's some keywords that I, I kind of wrote down that I think you might hear when, when you come to Hawaii that lend themselves to being Malama Hawaii. One is the word of aloha, right? It's, it's love. It's fellowship. I think that embodies everything that you need to know about our culture and the openness of it and the love that uh, exists here between people. Kapu is a big one. If you hear kapu, you see the word kapu, it means do not trespass. And it also means respect the land. Um, Another one is ho'ihi. Ho'ihi is respect. Make sure that you respect it. There's certain Hawaiian words I do pretty good with. Another one, kupuna. You'll hear kupuna. This is ancestors and don't forget the past. So those are some important keywords that you need to remember that. Um, There's also ha-ha-ha, which is humility. I think that's how you pronounce it. That's how I usually pronounce it. But humility, you know, remembering these things are just so important to you, uh, to us here. And if I was going to come up with a list of like three or four things that you should do when you're here is you know, practical things, it would be leave the beach cleaner and leave it nicer than you came. What does that mean? Okay, you're down, you put your towel down, you make messes around, clean it up, put it back the way you found it, cover the sand and leave it beautiful just as you found it. Um, Remember that Hawaii is not like an amusement park. It's not something that you just abuse, you know, you're just walking around, you expect, you know, somebody else to do the work and do the cleanup. Um, respect the wildlife. We see pictures, and I'm sure you've seen pictures of people getting too close to wildlife here, like monk seals or turtles. Don't touch them, don't go near them, stay away, the, stay away from the wildlife and be respectful of it. We see that a lot. And I think probably the most important thing, and it applies to us here, is support small businesses. Why in the world would you go online 
I mean, if you do support small businesses, when you could book with us, we're a small company, the money's going to, the money still goes back to the mainland, a lot of it, but a lot of it stays right here because all of our agents get a piece of the action. Our company gets a piece of the action. We get more, uh, I mean, you know, you're, you're booking local. It's just like buying anything local. So please use our services, you know, use local tour companies, use secret Hawaii tours. That's our sister company. And that's also going to help, uh, you know, and, and respect our, I know, and our, our, uh, our sense of place here. So those are some of the things that I think needs to be do, uh, that you can do practical things that you can do, like a few things that I was thinking of. Another thing is, is that I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the things that you know, I've been talking about here and things that I think could be done to kind of real in tourism to a degree. And I know some of these, th- some of these things are coming from stuff I've read. Uh, there's just a big uh, article uh, in, in Civil Beat about this. And I read that and I've read some reports and I've just put together some ideas that I think uh, really make sense about what we can do, support managing tourism here in the islands. I think one of the first things is a more sustainable approach, I think would be great to some of the hotspots here. That means working, uh, you know, balancing the needs of tourism with local residents and protecting the environment and uh, preserving the unique cultural heritage of the islands, which is something that we just talked about that's important. Another uh, way to manage these hotspots is implementing, you know, kind of different zoning regulations. Uh, Maybe this includes limiting the number of hotels and vacation rentals in certain areas, which we are doing, and maybe should be done on some of the other islands without getting political. You know, restricting the type of businesses that can operate in specific neighborhoods. I know there's been some talk about that um, and controversy about it because like, let's say there, you know, recently there was a bar in Waikiki that wanted to open up in a very local little neighborhood and they got a lot of pushback. Should that be allowed? Should not that be allowed? Uh, control the number of businesses that operate in that, in certain areas. As I mentioned, um, we can ensure that tourism actually remains more sustainable and doesn't over, uh, kind of overload these communities, if you will. Uh, I think supporting infrastructure that supports sustainable tourism, uh, maybe building more transportation options, maybe like more buses, light rail. We try to get, you know, heavy rail here, but maybe some light rail uh, to, uh, you know, help with this terrible congestion that we have uh, and making it easier for people and visitors to get around. It could also involve... you know, transportation to and from popular tourist sites, you know, some more convenient options to these tourist sites that are more public and private sector uh, collaborations, like maybe with a Kualoa Ranch, creating some, you know, efficient shuttles, you know, um, using electric vehicles. I mean, let's get creative and use use a lot of the uh, technology and stuff that we have already, you know, making a smart cars available for people to go uh, to and from, making it easier, making it more, uh, you know, less expensive. You know, these are the kind of things that I think can help. Uh, Managing these tourism hotspots, I think, is the key to it. I've talked about it. I've talked about toll rolls in Hana. I know that. That's crazy. Nobody's even mentioning it, but I why not have a toll road and, you know, to the road to Hana and close it off after a certain amount of cars get down in there. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Um, 
this managing of tourism hotspots, I think, is a real key, like beaches, coral reefs, wild, uh, you know, the, these habitats that we have, um, just investing in these kinds of, uh, of technology and, and ways to manage these sites. Uh, there's lots of eco-friendly things that we can be doing to kind of help with this. Um, I think that in addition to those kind of strategies, Hawaii can benefit for to, to having alternate tourism attractions that are less crowded and less popular. Uh, you know, the, people are just so focused on doing what everybody else does. How about trying to figure out a way to get people to go to less popular places on the islands. And I know that this might sound like not so great. Well, what about promoting more Molokai? What about promoting more Lanai? What about getting, what about mandating uh, some more affordable options on Lanai, you know, for people to enjoy that island, something like that. Some way for people to get off the beaten path to some of these more historical sites. Uh, visitor management systems using technology has been something that we've been talking a lot about uh, that, that could involve limiting the number of visitors that are allowed certain times of year, uh, help reduce this negative impact of over-tourism. So these are just some of the ideas, and I wanted to get them out there. And the bottom line and the initial question that I wanted to kind of address is, and I'd like to hear from you on this, is are we making an impact? Is this Malama Hawaii, this focus on us, this, the, the repeat, you know, if you repeat something, uh, you know, uh, long enough and a lot enough, right? It, people believe it. And I think ultimately, I think we are doing that. I hear that more from people about it. I know I talk it up a lot. And I know that the, one of the things I think HDA, whoever's in charge of this is really reaching out a lot to the mainland bloggers, to a lot of these, quote, social media influencers, which I hate that term, and I hate content creators, too. I don't like the name, that those two things. But I think it is making a difference. And I hope that listening to something like this will make a difference when you're planning your vacation. Of course, we can help you do that. And you know that if you're booking with us, everybody on my team is Akamai, you know, smart, about this kind of stuff. We want it. We want a long-term perspective and we want folks to have a more, you know, well-rounded vacation that includes a lot of what we talk about here in Malama, Hawaii. Because I, you know, it goes back to our mission statement here at our company, which has always been connecting people on the mainland with people that actually live here. And that's the philosophy of our company. All of our agents are either born or raised here or lived here most of their lives. I mean, you don't get a job here unless you really know Hawaii. And, you know, our agents, the folks that have been with us have been with us up to, you know, some people, some of them 18 years with our company. And if, and some of you who know me, uh, who, who are friends of mine, who have actually become friends uh, of the podcast, understand this. And I appreciate that you guys spread the word. And, it, and the other way you can help me, if you, even if you don't book here, you know, and, or if you enjoy the podcast and you enjoy listening to this and you enjoy some of the information we're giving get over to uh, and leave us a review somewhere or like make a positive comment because we're getting lost in a sea of podcasts that have been out there that are out there because it's like every day there's another new podcast coming out and everybody and their brother is doing one. But we've been out here kind of as the pioneers of it and, and in the forefront of it and early adapters of it. So I think that says a lot about our commitment to you and to this industry. All right. So that's my uh, that's my talk for today, all about what we could do and whether or not 
Malama Hawaii uh, is having an impact, uh, a positive impact, I hope, for the folks and for our visitor industry. All right, that's going to do it. Make sure you check out our website, hawaii-aloha.com. Check out our blog and our podcast. There's hundreds and hundreds of podcasts to listen to. There's more. You can see, you can listen. If you come to the website, you click on the podcast, you can get more podcasts. Because see, um, uh, Apple only, I think, or most of the podcatchers only do up to 300 episodes. And we have like, I don't know, 1,500, I don't know, lots. I I stopped counting. I don't even put how many episodes we've done. But uh, get involved. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. For my beautiful wife, Yelling, and all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, I'll say aloha and mahalo.